on his Matt Mosley show. I like to start my day at Common Grounds in Waco. That great coffee, the cowboy they make. That's a, if you like the cold kind of drink. That's coffee with some special syrup and uh, a little espresso maybe thrown in there. And then I like the frozen cappuccino. It is Common Grounds, and it really has become a Waco staple. And uh, I've, there's several coffee shops I actually like in Waco, but the, I mean the one that goes the far that the, the, really resonates with me because I was on campus. It's Common Grounds. Okay, I knew the original owner. I know the new owners, and we appreciate them. And you know, it's the kind of place I'd like to maybe sit down with a good buddy of mine in the media named Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com, and maybe just share some coffee and share some thoughts. Uh, Kevin, is that don't you feel like a, a coffee shop? You and I could really have some good give and take. Absolutely, as long as we have the laptops with us too, because I think you can't go into a coffee shop without one, right, Matt? Yeah, you have to have one with you. Now, I understand you're always, of course, and you'll be watching the Bears in Stillwater, but uh, you have uh, relocated to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, there's some big doings there. Yeah, I uh, have a, for those who don't know, I have a daughter who's a junior at the University of Alabama, and uh, we were trying to do an impromptu parents weekend once the schedules were were coming out. So I had to kind of look at Baylor's schedule as well as Alito's schedule, and then, of course, Alabama's schedule to see how this all was going to work. And uh, this is Alito's bye this week, and, of course, the Bears are on the road in Stillwater. And, uh, of course, the tide is here uh, tomorrow afternoon against Ole Miss. So, I get to have a doubleheader, per se, because obviously with the Tide and Ole Miss kicking off at 2.30, then you, uh, then Oklahoma State and Baylor kick off at 6. So I'll be able to catch both of them. But, uh, you know, Matt, it, it's, you can kind of feel the buzz in the sound of anyone. If, none of, if no one's ever been here to Tuscaloosa on a game weekend, home game weekend, uh, there's certainly kind of that flavor. We rolled in about noon today, and there's just that kind of act, you know, act, excitement, uh, just anticipation of tomorrow's game of course there's a great subplot too because lane kiffin the former offensive coordinator under nick saban brings an old miss yeah i'm i like that old miss quarterback is it uh, corral or coral however yeah, you say that. Corral. I, yeah i i i really like that guy and i think there's some things they could do against alabama that's a tough environment obviously to play in but alabama right. uh, uh looked Somewhat vulnerable, obviously, in that that, uh, that last time out, and you got to kind of take a peek at that. By the way, what is the? Uh, we'll get into some Baylor talk. I don't want people to worry, but um, what is the quintessential uh, bar? You know, uh, campus bar there in Tuscaloosa, the Rammer Jammer, or something like that. Was there? Is that? Is there any? There's yeah. another place. There's there's another popular place called Ennis, um, and then there was one that uh, we were having lunch at this afternoon called uh, Half Shell which is a uh, seafood place, but uh, pretty popular. It's right down the main drag. I mean, there's several of them that are pretty popular, but uh, I'm going to be in one later on this afternoon called Ennis. Uh, that's that's very widely recognized uh, throughout this. But like I said, it's there. You, you, there's not just one that really stands out from what I know. This is about my fifth or sixth trip here. Yeah. And there doesn't, and there doesn't seem to be one that's kind of above the others. They all have several of them have pretty solid reputations amongst them. 
Okay, and will you go to the uh, hotel room to focus on Baylor, or will you watch it in one of those crazy bars after the game? Uh, I think that's probably going to be TBD on that. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, we'll just see how that's um, going. And, and, exactly. And, and, and that's what phones are made for, and as and, uh, long as you have the ESPN app that everybody should right. have, you'll be able to watch that game, which is uh, on ESPN 2, 6 o'clock, and you'll want to hear RG3. You'll want to hear Absolutely. Robert Griffin III doing his uh, analysis on that game. Talking to Kevin Lonquist from Rivals. Kevin, do you, do you, you probably remember Jacob Zeno coming out of San Antonio and, uh, and, oh, yeah. and kind of kind of the, the, you know, he was considered a pretty good recruit. I don't know, probably a three-star if I had to guess. But, but still right. uh, a, a, a fairly coveted type player. The news coming that he's entering the portal um, – I'm sure that's not shocking to you, but uh, how disappointing do you think that should be for Baylor fans, knowing that if something happened to Gary or if if they needed a backup, he was going to be a really nice backup option? What do you, what is this? Um, what what do you what was your reaction when you heard this? Well, and stop I think, stop Matt, doing whatever you're doing. Yes, <laughs> I, I think the the issue, Matt, really was not the. The fact that he did, I don't think anyone was surprised that he did it uh, because I think when he lost the job two weeks before the opener against Texas State, that kind of put him in a funk. And, I, you know, when I saw him play against Texas Southern, Matt, he just didn't look the same. He didn't look as engaged as I'd seen him in previous games, you know, even going back to, you know, because everyone remembers what he did against Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game and the long touchdown pass and the deep shots that he threw there in that. And it just didn't work out this way. And for whatever reason, you know, I, this goes back to really that he did not play well, Matt, against, uh, or, you know, in the in the green and gold spring game back in April. And everyone kind of chalked that up, saying, "Well, it's just the, it's just a spring game. There's not a lot on the line, that sort of thing." But I just think that once the job went to Gary, that Jacob was not the same kind of player. And I don't know if it was a situation where he and the coaches just did not seem to meet eye to eye after that went down, or if he just felt like I'm never going to get a shot here. And the better that Gary played, and of course they're now four and zero with that great win over Iowa State. I just don't think that he ever felt like he was really going to get a fair shot to get on the field at any particular time, unless Gary got hurt. Now you're looking at a situation here where Blake Shapen and Kyron Jones are now your backups, Matt, and combined. Their total number of college snaps are zero, and, and so it, you're going to go into a situation with a guy who's still trying to feel his way through this offense in Bohannon, who made really good strides in the first half against Iowa State, not so much in the second half, and then you're going into a game in Stillwater where this is probably going to be another great test to see where he's at and how he can handle another really difficult environment. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Fa- I, you're right. I'm fascinated by the matchup. I don't know how Shapen. I mean, Shapen is a great unknown. He might. I. I, I think it's feast or famine. I, I. think he is capable of throwing from different levels. And if he got thrown into a game, he might. It might even be better if he gets thrown in and doesn't have to think too much about it. Because I think he's naturally kind of a kind of an interesting guy. You know, that, I don't want to make too much of the backup situation. We need to focus on Gary right now. How are you feeling about this game? I don't worry about Baylor getting too high on itself. Uh, they are ranked 21st, and I believe uh, um, the well, – 24th. Actually, it's what, 19, well, wait, the, in the AP poll, 
they are right. now 21st, and then uh, and then Oklahoma State, I think, is 19. Is that right, or is it 19 and 17? Right, right. They're, Actually, they're Baylor's like, – Baylor's like, Yeah, Baylor's 21 and 24 in the polls, and then Oklahoma State's 19 and 18 in the polls. Okay. So, this is a tough environment. I've been in this environment. Uh, I, I was covering things. But, I, you know, right. it, it, it gets a little loud. It gets a little crazy at night there. Those paddles get going. Baylor's had some bad experiences there. But – Let's not get let's not go crazy on this Oklahoma State team. They're not that great. I mean, I think they didn't score in the second half last week, and quite honestly, I don't think they scored the whole second half against Boise State. Now they won those two games, and they are four and zero. So give them credit. But and I and I like this Tay Martin. I mean, it's a it's a really good receiver they've got back. He's a transfer receiver, and he's got size. And they got a transfer running back who looks really really good. But Kevin, this is not a great Oklahoma State team. Like, I, this is not one of those times. I, I, I sense Baylor people are scared to death of this game. Like, oh, gosh, it's Oklahoma State. This is, this is setting up for a bad look. And they might right. lose this game. But I don't, I don't think this is a great Oklahoma State team is what I'm saying. No, I, I think you're totally right, Matt. You know, remember, too, because prior to 2015, Baylor had not won in Stillwater since I believe it was 1937. But they've won twice there since then, back in 15 and then, of course, back in 19 with Matt Wilson. Of course, they had the big fumble return for the touchdown late in that game to put that one away there. So they know, and there are some guys that are holdovers from that team that uh, understand what it, that they can win in this environment. And, I, t- and to your point, totally agree that Oklahoma State can be had in this environment. And I'm, I'm actually going to pick Baylor to win it. A couple of reasons, because I think Oklahoma State is a little bit flaky enough so that they might not be able to – put a full game together and I'm still not you know 100% sold on what Spencer Sanders can do he is I would say that he's a couple years more ahead of what Gary Bohannon what they would love Gary Bohannon to be if you will but I don't but he's definitely not polished and that's kind of where I think where he could make the critical mistake kind of like all of what Brock Purdy can do where you're not going to have a guy that's just going to have on the other sideline like a Sanders who can absolutely take over a football game, either running or throwing it, who will take, who will have complete ownership of the game. And I think that's where Baylor has a great opportunity to win this. And I, the one thing I would like to see if, if what Baylor can do tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening, rather, is can they get their running game established? Because they really didn't do that last week against Iowa State. It was kind of a weird offensive approach. It was a very mixed, of course, but they didn't really establish it. And, of course, they really couldn't get to it in the second half against the Cyclones. So I'm curious to see what their approach is going to be uh, against the Cowboys. Now, the one thing about the Cowboys is that they do feel like this is one of their better defensive units that Mike Gundy has put since he's been there since 2005. Yeah, now that is interesting. I'm thinking more about the offense, but the defense has been doing its job, and that is one of the reasons they've gotten away with going mm-hmm. scoreless for a long time. Uh, so I, I kind of with this group. Wow. Yeah. 14 sacks. Some of that's happening because they're probably pretty good on the back end. I, I, right. they've had some great cornerbacks and safeties over the years and they generally don't year in year out, have great pass rushers. They'll always have one really good inside linebacker. When you think about right. them over the years this year, it's that guy. Um, is it Rodriguez? Is that his name? Does that sound well, right, Malcolm? Yeah. Or uh, yeah, that guy's a really good player. Okay, well, last thing on Baylor's defense, by the way, my my new guy. You know, I fall in love with these guys. How about my guy Al Walcott? 
I mean, I'm yeah. kind of liking this guy. Number 13, and you were giving me off the air some kind of background on this guy and, and, and where they picked him up from, but how about that? How about a guy yeah. that's just kind of hung around, hung around, uh, transfers in, and, uh, you know, we didn't know what he was going to become, and that sucker's kind of turning into a playmaker. Junior college guy that they brought in a year ago, um, and he was a guy that, you know, they were in the battle with Auburn for him. He took an official visit to Auburn, and at one point it really looked like that Auburn was going to be the, the odds-on favorite to get him. And then, of course, the Bears made their pitch. Of course, this is when this was Aranda's technically his first recruiting class, or the one that he had to finish that when Matt Rule left it. But he's obviously been a guy, he's a guy that's made some great contributions. I think really last week against Iowa State was probably the first time you saw him made a significant contribution on the defensive end. And it was really great because when Jalen Petrie went out in the first half, he did a phenomenal job, especially in the red zone on a couple of plays there. Of course, the other thing defensively, Matt, we got to find out is what this defense is going to look like with more than likely no Terrell Bernard because of his knee issue. I wouldn't expect him to play tomorrow unless there's anything that's popped up here lately on this, but I don't see that. I don't see that happening. And the question is going to be, is if you look at the Jack where Matt and Ashton were kind of splitting the time there, if you will, is how is that going to look? I think they will be okay because there's pretty good depth at that spot. And I think the other thing too, uh, Matt is, you know, the, the shame of it all is since, since that shoulder injury, I just don't think Terrell has been the same player as we've enjoyed the previous couple of years. So, but I think the depth on the linebacker spot, I think will be Baylor will be okay with no Terrell in there tomorrow evening, if that's the case. All right. Always love getting your perspective on things. Um, and congratulations, your alma mater, the SMU uh, Mustangs, <laughs> get it done. And I love, boy, they they troll pretty well. They got they got billboards going up. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun. And my man Gary Patterson, who you know is a good friend of mine, he's not pleased. And uh, um, one thing Gary will do on you if you don't watch it after a loss, Gary will <laughs> go after the opposing team for things that happen in the post game. It happened during the yeah. Browles era a couple of times. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> as we remember. But uh, oh, listen, yeah. get back, get back to your family, and uh, and uh, you know, knock one back for me over at that. I can't remember what you called it, uh, Willis it or Alice Innes, or yes. what's yeah. that thing called? Innes. Innes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, tell everybody I said hi, okay? And good luck. I will do that. Good Matt. luck Always to the. Always a pleasure to be with you, and thanks for having me with. Thanks for having me on today, okay? Yes, yes, you bet. There he goes, Kevin Longquist.